Don't let a DUI charge ruin your life. Get a professional and confidential evaluation from our experienced team at True Heights Treatment. Our evaluations are accepted by the majority of courts in the state of Illinois and provide a comprehensive assessment of your substance use patterns and potential treatment needs. Get the help you need today and start your path to a brighter future. Contact us now to schedule your evaluation at 708-248-7039 or at thtdui.com. The George Brassy Podcast is made possible with funding provided from Brassy Global Strategies, LLC, a leading political consulting, public policy, government affairs, and research firm. Are you interested in running for elected office? Need advice? Call or email George, 708-769-5015. Brassy Global Strategies 1 at gmail.com. I'm so glad to welcome our next guest to the program. Monica Gordon is a dedicated community advocate whose priorities include equitable education and strengthening economic development in the Southland. Monica, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, George. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. So, Monica, tell us a little bit about who Monica Gordon is, the person that became uh, the such a great community community advocate. Well, I appreciate that compliment. So I was born and raised in Chicago on the West Side. And I would say that I've always been concerned about my community. I grew up in a community where there was a lot of different things going on. There was um, gun violence. Um, there was disparities in education. Um, there, there are food deserts. But I would say also there was a strong um, community in terms of community values. There was a lot of love in our neighborhood. And so when I, after, under, after I graduated from undergrad and I went to grad school, I ended up coming out here um, for, to study at Governor State University in my early 20s. And so I, I did notice out here some of the deficits with economic development, um, particularly on the more east side of the um, Southland. Um, I also became involved in different um, organizations such as PADS, Public Assistance to Deliver Shelter. Um, while I still continue my uh, community advocacy as well in the city um, while I was volunteering for the NAACP West Side Branch. So um, I have a career um, that's in education, um, medical sales, but I would say around four years ago, um, I left my career in medical sales, which was a great career, by the way, um, to go to Springfield and learn a lobbying process. And during that time, I was selected to become the executive director, or initially it was the interim executive director of the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus Foundation, which was a great role. Um, I got to get a lot of um, additional operational experience and, and, and also fundraising experience. Now, the first time I received operational experience, I would say at, when I was promoted in medical sales and I served as the associate manager of regional operations. So I think the experience working for a foundation really complemented that experience. And then 
a, a seat opened up with the state Senate. Toys Hutchison had left to become the cannabis czar at the time. And so I, you know, I took a risk. I took a leave of absence from the Black Caucus Foundation and I ran my race. And I would say my two biggest priorities were education and economic development. And so I did not win that race. But I want to be clear that I am very happy with the person that did win the race, um, Senator Patrick Joyce. He's been an amazing partner in the community all over the district um, in all counties. So I am very pleased um, that, you know, he's our senator. Of course, I wanted to win, but it was not time that that wasn't in the cards for me to do that. So then I came over to Chicago State University, where I'm at now, where I was presented with an opportunity to fight for equitable education, but in a different way. And so I'm the director of government affairs and community relations. So um, in terms of legislation that impacts higher education and impacts Chicago State University, as well as building relationships and partnerships with community-based organizations. That's what I currently do. Monica, when you um, ran for state Senate, it was during the beginning phases of the coronavirus. And now, uh, as we record this, you're running the Board of Trustees at Prairie State College in the midst of the pandemic. How does that uh, change your campaign? Uh, well, it, it will look quite different. So I would say at the end of my Senate race, my Senate campaign, that's when um, the pandemic became more apparent. I would say March 17th, that was election day. It was, it looked different than any other election day I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, most of the polling stations, they were empty. You know, um, a lot of people chose to early vote. And that's what I'm hoping happens this time. Um, I think it's very important for us to continue to break the records with early voting. I mean, it looks different in terms of you can't really do the door knocking. Um, you have to be very careful about that. It's more of a virtual door knock now. Um, in terms of fundraising, fundraising will look much different now because you can't have a fundraising event, not live, you can have it virtually. But I'll say that, you know, even before um, me deciding to run this race, I've seen um, other elected officials do an outstanding job with having their virtual meeting greets, um, doing their virtual door knock, making sure they still have that direct line of communication with most of their constituents. So, and, and the service never stopped. So a campaign is a campaign, but, you know, getting out there with the people, regardless of this pandemic never stops because it's our, it, it is our duty, whether you're an elected official or community advocate to serve the public. And so you want to bring those resources to the people in the area or beyond the area that they really need during a pandemic. Um, I was able to host four food drives in the month of October um, where we feel bet safety kits for seniors on Martin Luther King Day. We're still out there serving the community because now the community needs us more than ever. And I would say in terms of education, when you look at education, when you look at higher education, you've had decreases in enrollment across the board especially with students who may be low income because they have they have different challenges 
they have different challenges and those challenges are exacerbated during a pandemic. So my goal is to continue to fight for equitable education and resources. And I wanna do that by leveraging my resources leveraging my relationships with community stakeholders to bring those beneficial resources to Prairie State College. Do you feel that there's anything that Prairie State can learn from the City Colleges of Chicago, like Chicago State, where you work at? Okay, well, absolutely. Um, I would say that institutions of higher learning are economic engines for the community. And Chicago State University, which is a four-year university, is um, the only four-year PDI, predominantly Black institution in the state of Illinois, um, is an economic engine for the community. There was a recent economic impact study that showed that the university contributes $1.6 billion to the economy annually. And so what we need to do is kind of combine, combine economic development with higher education. And when you think about workforce development opportunities, we need to expose these students to various options, career options. Um, also dual enrollment programs, I think will help is a great strategy or activity to drive enrollment. And like I said, enrollment has been affected across the board because it's hard for students now. Also, one of my concerns is the digital divide. I think it's important that we find a way to get the um, technology tools to these students that they need to be able to excel in their curriculum. And exposure, exposure, exposure to different career paths, exposure to a collegiate curriculum in the early formative years or in, in the high school years, I think is very important. So yes, some of the strategies that are utilized at the university level can be also utilized for um, community colleges. And that's what I plan to do. Community colleges like Prairie State play such an important role um, for people in their lives, whether they're out of high school or going back to school for something. Uh, mayor, the former mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, was, once said that uh, you kind of earn what you learn. And Prairie State College is a great way to um, get people on that track of a better paying career down the line. Absolutely. And what that does is it strengthens our economy and it strengthens the Southland economy because you got people who will go into the workforce and hopefully stay in Illinois and they'll pay taxes here. They'll spend money here. And that's all the all part of the economic circle. So it's that's why Prairie State College District 515 is a community. It's a community that must work together to prosper and excel. And I think um, the trustees that are selected for this role by the people, I think that what's important for it will be for them to have diverse experience. I don't think there's a, a specific type experience that works best for this role. I think um, when you have diverse experience, you have diverse perspectives. And that's how you find comprehensive solutions to problems. Absolutely. One uh, one thing that you brought up a lot during the Senate can campaign was the Piatone Airport. Could you give the audience, if somebody out there had never heard about the Piatone Airport, a little bit of the backstory and then 
speak a little bit about your advocacy for the airport? Sure. So the Piatone Airport, also known as the South Suburban Airport, um, this is something that's been going on for decades honestly. And because of that, a lot of people in the community have kind of lost hope. You know, they've lost hope saying, well, they're never going to let us get it there. You know, it's never going to happen. But honestly, we're closer than we've ever been to getting it, especially um, pre-pandemic. Now, of course, in terms of budgets and monies available, th things have significantly changed because of the pandemic. But right before the pandemic, I mean, you think about the additional money, the millions of dollars that Pritzker was willing to put into the infrastructure, the roads leading to and from the airport. Um, you have studies that been, has been done of major cities. All of them have three airports, but we don't because I think there's a concern, a competition with the other airports. There's enough for everyone here. And then you can see all these Amazon fulfillment centers being built out here. A, th a third airport, a, th a airport in the South Suburban air area will be, I mean, it will be extremely beneficial. When you think about jobs, you're talking about 15,000 direct and indirect jobs of every skill level. Um, and that's just in year one. <laughs> you're talking about probably about year 10, like 50,000 new jobs. So yes, I am a big advocate of the South Suburban Airport. I think it's a project that would be transformative for the Southland economy. And I'm sure in your time as community advocate, as I've done in my time as alderman, I've met people who, who live in Chicago Heights or Olympia Fields or Park Forest that commute to O'Hare Airport for a 15 to $20 an hour job. And they wouldn't have to do that if the Southland Airport was... Exactly. exactly, exactly, exactly. And then you, when you think about Prairie State College and you think about workforce development, you know, part, there's a potential for a potential, um, a partnership, potential for a, par a partnership to occur between the airport and the students to get them opportunities. So, I mean, yeah, the it, it's just limitless opportunities for this airport to happen. And, you know, I'll continue to fight for that airport. And, you know, I, I understand some of the concerns. I understand the concerns with, with farmland. I do, because I'm going to tell you, I'm an advocate of agriculture. I think agriculture is very important. We're, Illinois is a leader in agriculture, especially with soybean production. Back to Prairie State College, uh, Monica. How many communities make up the district? What's the enrollment, if you know? Um, and how do you foresee a way to either in increase the student population in the future, if you are elected? Um, well, there's 22 municipalities and villages that is in the District 515. Not sure of the exact enrollment, but I do know that um, the enrollment has decreased. But like I stated before, that's no different than many other institutions of higher learning. And you asked another question. I'm sorry. Did I miss it? I'm sorry. You had broke up for a second. What was that? You asked one more question, I believe. Did I answer all your questions? Yes, you did. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Monica, so the last question we always ask our guests is, uh, what are two books that you would um, recommend to the audience that have been important to you as a 
as a person or an advocate or a candidate? Sure. Um, I would say The Truths We Hold by, um, that was written by the current um, VP, federal um, national VP Kamala Harris. And it really, it chronicles her journey and not just her journey, the difficult decisions she had to make in her career and why she made those decisions. And also I would recommend um, what I consider to be a business classic is From Good to Great by Jim Collins. Me coming from a business background, being in um, sales for over like 12 years, I would say that's definitely a, a book that I, I obtained a lot of wisdom, a lot of nuggets from. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, Monica, the Good to Great book, the, tell the audience a little bit more about that one, because that is a good one. I've read that in the past, too. Um, well, it's it's basically, like I said, it's a, a business book. And, you know, I, I, I used it as an example. I was writing down my goal statement for a fellowship that I start this weekend. And um, and I, I, in a goal statement, I talked about what I want to gain from the fellowship. And one of the things that I want to gain is um, I want to get better at fundraising. Now, I... I I've gotten some great fundraising experience from working for the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus Foundation, as well as doing fundraising activities and events for other legislators and even during, during my own campaign. But mm -hmm. it's cool mm -hmm. to be good, but I want to be great. And it's about putting forth that extra, that extra activity and setting, making sure you enhance your development to get better. You're never too good. It's always opportunities to improve. And really it's about creating that plan of development to get you there. Even when you think about obtaining mentors, mentorship is, I think is a, a critical component of self-development. And I'm all about mentors and I've been blessed to have great mentors in my life as well. And a great thing about um, reading biographies and books and books like Good to Great by Collins is uh, you can be mentored and experience something by reading books or listening to audio books or podcasts. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I'm telling you, George, this this podcast that you're doing, I'm getting some professional development from it. I started just checking you out and I'm like, okay, George. And so I'll continue to follow your podcast and get my nuggets from it. So I, I thank you for that. And I thank you for taking the initiative to spotlight important issues in the Southland and also for interviewing um, various stakeholders in the Southland too. So thank you for being one of those stakeholders and supporting additional stakeholders. Yeah, I, um, you know, I just wanted to create a forum, not only to express myself, but for other people to express themselves. Um, I've always been a big fan of talk radio and podcasts. I think it's a really intimate experience because it's just, in our case, it's just me, you and whoever's listening to this right now. Right. So it's a it's a great, great thing to do. And I'm glad to have people like you in the Southland uh, doing the important work. And thanks again for the kind words. Well, no, thank you, George. And I appreciate your advocacy as well in the Southland. Monica, where can the people uh, find out about your candidacy and you on the Internet? Sure. You can go to Monica Gordon for Illinois 
Facebook.com. Also, I am on Facebook. Great. Well, Monica, thanks again for coming on my podcast and good luck in the election. Thank you so much, George. You have a great evening and it was great talking to you. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about my platform. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Bye. Help George stay on the Chicago Heights City Council. Go and donate today at tinyurl.com slash aldermangeorge2023. Begin to transform your life and work towards inner peace with expert psychotherapy. At True Heights Treatment, our experienced therapists provide personalized, compassionate care to help you overcome life's challenges and reach your goals. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, or other mental health concerns, our team is here to support you. With a warm and welcoming in-person and virtual office atmosphere and a commitment to person-centered and evidence-based treatments, we are dedicated to helping you address your life's challenges. Contact us now to schedule your first session at 708-248-7039 or online at trueheightstx.com. Book your appointment today and start your journey towards a happier, healthier life. Need more George? Like his pages on Facebook. Friends of George Brassy PAC, Fifth Ward Business Alliance, Chicago Heights Bicycle and Pedestrian Resource Center, and the George Brassy Podcast. Thank you.